everyone, and welcome to the Transform Your Confidence Show. This is a show about holistic leadership and advocacy, and I'm your host, Raj Gurn. Here's a bit about me. I'm a longtime serial entrepreneur who specializes in mindset, branding, media, communications, and marketing, and I firmly believe that great leadership and advocacy is predicated on the mission that everyone must benefit across the entire food chain. I'm an award-winning C-suite entrepreneur who has worked in the media and event space for the past 20 years with many Fortune 500, celebrity, and thought leader clients from around the world. At this point in my life, I seek to share my many insights and resources with anyone who wants to learn about holistic leadership and advocacy in a newly launched online community at the openchessconfidenceacademy.com where I've mandated my entire organization to provide products and services that center around knowledge, action and accountability. My goal with this show is to pull back the curtain, I mean way back, to bring you insider knowledge and resources on how today's change makers are leading with intention and creating meaningful environments that serve everyone. I also want to help you reimagine what your life could be if you had a constant view from the top of the mountain. I believe that in order to get there and stay there, you need to learn from those who have a constant and unobstructed view of Nirvana. These are not just the usual suspects, but the ones that sit in the middle of the volcano as the lava explodes through the top of the mountain. They are the crazy ones who change the world, and they are the ones that I want you to meet. Are you ready? Let's go. You've documented coming to terms with being honest with yourself, something that, you know, in strong cultures, it's not really something that we're taught how to do. We're taught how to fit into, like I mentioned earlier, a box created by someone else, a one size fits all. You've written a book that kind of, you know, talks about this journey. Can you tell us a little bit about mm -hmm. the book and what mm -hmm. that journey is and where people can pick up a copy? Sure. So I have two books now, but I think you're talking about the first one around shame. I am. Yes. Okay. So I need uh, a copy of the second book, girl. Yes. Yes, it's I will definitely direct you and I will send you one actually. Um, so I had written about shame and my experience around having an affair during my marriage. And mm -hmm. I've had so many learnings since then. So they're in the book and they're in the second version as well. But it was really around how difficult it was to be vulnerable, to find a community that was non-judgmental, as well as being able to get through probably one of the hardest periods in my life while staying afloat for my children, for my family, but really putting on the strong front that was really a facade. And I talk about how shame really holds you back from getting to the next step that you're supposed to be getting to. And it holds you back. It doesn't allow you to connect with people at a true level or a vulnerable level. And a lot of the work that I came up with and the content I came up with in the book was really based on the work of Brene Brown, mm -hmm. who talks about vulnerability and talks about how shame will hold you back. 
and it won't allow you to just navigate your way through the messy middle. And so I write about my experience and how exercising self-compassion was really, really important for me to get out of that shame story, as well as how being vulnerable about it and sharing my experience through it and why, not necessarily justifying myself, but really what was that journey like and what to do when you're in the position of shame and how do you navigate that to get to the next level of growth that is waiting on the other side for you. And that took me many years. And I wrote the chapter that I co-authored in the hopes that anyone else who's feeling shame can learn from what I experience and recognize that it takes a lot of courage. So I talk about the three C's. It takes a lot of courage to step into a zone where you can allow yourself to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. um, it takes a lot of compassion, specifically self-compassion, which is really hard for us to do. What, what research has shown is that we're really able to self-criticize ourselves, which is really not a helpful tool. And self-compassion is actually a research tool that can help you uh, go a long way and it's sustainable. And the third C is community, finding your people, right? Um, the right people. So I wrote my experience about, and it's titled Shame So About That Affair, because the only way to eradicate shame is to talk about it. Right. And that was the purpose as well as sharing with others so that they're feeling less alone. Because let's face it, I'm not the first one to have to go through this experience. I'm definitely not going to be the last. And it's about how do you normalize and not judge people on their lived experiences that aren't always so quote unquote positive, but are able to become a better version of themselves because of that experience is right. how I see it. So what is this book called and where can people pick it up? Yeah, so it's on my website. It's called Women Rising, Volume 3. Um, but I'll give you a link to my website and you can directly get it from there, which is a link to Amazon. So it's on Amazon under my name. If you just Google um, my name or search it, uh, my two books are there. The first one is Women Rising and the other one is Inspired Living. So they're both co-authored um, books. And dimplemukherjee.com, right? Yes. Yes. Br brilliant. Brilliant. So let's tap into a couple of tools. There is this um, new course. I mean, new to me in terms of, you know, me coming across it that you've put together, which kind of distills some of your experiences. Right. So, folks, if you're just joining us, um, we are talking today about how to create wellness through using the right tools to change your narrative. This is the title of our two-part series, and I'm in conversation with the fabulous Dimple Mukherjee, who is a wellness coach. She is a published author, and she's also an occupational therapist. One way that you did this, um, Dimple, in terms of you know figuring out what that is for you, has been distilled down in this course called Call In Your Word, which I think is an awesome title. Again, folks, Call in your word, which is a neuroscience-based course that Dimple has distilled down so that anyone can tap into its, you know, specific intentions. So Dimple, take it away, sweetheart. Share with everyone what this course is, 
what you know you hope people will accomplish from it and why did you feel that this was something that was needed i really do feel it has yeah. a lot again comes back to your lived experience comes back to you know i i guess a lot of people that you've also worked with so talk to us about this course yes um so after a period of darkness you know i had quite a lengthy period of darkness i was in search of some light i think mm -hmm. that's very normal and i was in search of a better way of being of living and just want finding more joy and happiness and of course this word of the year concept fell into my lap there i don't believe in coincidences i think there's a lot of synchronicities that happen and it was 2016 january and i learned about this process so it's not a process that I developed or the concept of the word of the year, but the program that I developed is my own. Mm -hmm. And I thought, hey, this is kind of word, this is kind of cool. So it was meant to replace New Year's resolution. So that's really how this practice came to be this concept of word of the year, I noticed, a few people were starting to engage in this. And I was curious. And so I went ahead and I was following a blogger at that time. Her name is Susanna Conway. And she was really the inspiration behind um, my participation in this process. So it was January 2016. I was finding a new way to be. I was ending my relationship with um, the person that I'd had the affair with. I was ready to move on. And I called in the word love. That is the first word that I've ever called in. And so I've been in this practice for now five, six years, because I called in the word early 2016. And the intention for my word love was really to cultivate actually not another romantic love or to kind of just manifest that. For me, it was more about self-love. Mm -hmm. I had heard the term being thrown around a lot. I thought actually that I was doing self-love, but self-love is so much deeper than many of the things that we think we're doing is cultivating self-love. It's a way of being. Mm -hmm. So I went on that journey. I took myself out on a solo date, all because I had this word at the forefront and the solo date was quite interesting. I have a whole blog piece around that. I can share that with you. But oh my God, was, I love this. Yeah, it was one of the best times of my life. I had to actually dress up and pretend I was going on a date. There was no <laughs> cheating. I couldn't take a journal. I couldn't take a book. I couldn't take a phone. Like I had to be dressed up and then go sit alone at a restaurant. So wow. that ended up being a great experience, met many cool people. And then by the end of the year, I actually did fall in love. So that wasn't something I called in that was what ended up happening. And I think that's the beauty of having a word of the year. And then from then it just snowballed. I decided the following year, I'd love to do this with my friends. So I had them over and I thought instead of just gathering, you know, end of the year kind of Christmas celebration, let's do something a little bit more intentional. So the night ended up being six hours long instead of the oh two gosh. hours. We had so much to share. Yeah. And then it became something that I offered to the public mm -hmm. through workshops. And now it's become sort of a do-it-yourself do online course, as well as there are live components to it towards the end of each year. And it's a practice that has really provided me with tremendous value and for others. And I can go into the reasons why, if you want me to. But I would really, love for you to. Okay, uh, great. Yeah. So basically having a word of the year is 
is something that our brain loves. So that's where the neuroscience piece comes in. Our brain loves primers. Primers are just quick things that remind us of what it is that we need to do and why we had set this primer in the first place. So because of that, our brain loves it. A word is short and simple. It encompasses all aspects of your life, unlike New Year's resolutions, which could be just like, I want to lose 10 pounds. That is just one part of who you are. You yes. are not your weight. And so having a word of the year allows for encompassing all parts of your life. It allows you to really have deep, rich conversations really fast. Because if somebody comes and asks you, you know, what is your word of the year? Or, or if that becomes sort of the prompt at a, at a gathering, you right away know what it is that makes that person who they are. Mm -hmm. And I love, that's my favorite piece of uh, having a word is that it allows for a community. Um, your word allows you to reconnect with your value and your purpose on a consistent basis because um, that's sort of the steps that I go through in the do-it-yourself course. We really do look at your values and purpose before you call in your word. And it really gives you a tool, like it's so tangible that it is actually quite universal. Normally, I, I had this question asked to me. I just did um, two workshops for Amazon on the word of the year, as well as for oh, all the traders. That. So yeah, so I've expanded out to organizations and corporations who are really looking at this tool as a men mental health tool for wellness. So it comes under the umbrella of mental health, which is what I love. Um, and it's fun. It is yes. not one of those oh, I have to like journal or I have to meditate. I know that's, even though I love those tools, I know mm. these tools are hard for people. So it's very tangible. Men love it. Um, that was one of the questions I got from Amazon was, you know, how do you basically convince, you know, everyone that this is a great tool? I go, you know, it lends to itself. It's just, it's a word and it's a very easy practice to adopt. And so if there's nothing else you do with your word, then just call it in. Right away, there are synchronicities that show up in your life, but you can go further and you can live your word. And I have more tools on that as well. But um, that's something that I expanded on during our pandemic here. You know, when we have sitting around, nothing else to do. No, that's wonderful. And you know, it's funny because it's when you have nothing else to do that you do the things that you actually need to do, right? Mm -hmm. Rather mm -hmm. than all the stuff, yeah. you know, like the stuff stuff yeah, the that stuff we think that... we need to do. Yeah. So that's sort of in a nutshell of, about that practice. And is that also um, this course still is also available on your website at um, dimplemokuji.com? Yes, it's under the word of the year. Um, I have a whole section on it. Um, in addition to uh, more offerings, once you call in a word, how you can live it. Oh my God, I love it. I think I need to go check out that course. Guys, yeah. I encourage you to go check it out because, you know, we're always so kind of, you know, bombarded and find it a daunting task to build our personal wellness practice. But it's these very simple ways of looking at complex, um, you know, concepts that help us to really start to open the door towards where it is that we need to go. So don't make things complicated. I feel that this is kind of a, a really great message that you're sharing with everyone, Dimple. Don't make the journey complicated. Let it unfold with, you know, opening the door ever so gently and slightly 
and and see what you know you're able to kind of deal with at that time and then just keep opening it wider and wider feel that th this this course is going to help you open that door at the very least beautifully uh, said i couldn't have said that better well, I want you to put that on your website, please. Yes. Okay. Yes, I, will. I will. I'm gonna take notes. <laughs> no, it says the marketing person, right? You know me. I know. It's great. Uh, so, so let me, uh, you know, before we close off on this particular um, subject matter, let me ask you this, Dimple. What are some other tools people can tap into to encourage optimal wellness and adapting our inherited wellness, or maybe adopting? I don't think so. I think adapting our inherited wellness to a self-cultivated one, which is everything that we've been talking about today in order to change our own narrative. There are many ways I can answer this. Okay. I am actually, before I forget, going to share with you because this is very timely. Yeah. I actually created a free downloadable um, PDF that is titled Nine Uncommon Tools to help you reclaim your health and wellness. And that was just recently developed in response to um, individuals who are asking and organizations on how do we take care of ourselves, especially during this time of pandemic. It has mm -hmm. not been easy, certainly not mentally for many, many people. We have yeah. research to prove that and they're quite disheartening. Um, so in there, there's a lot of tools, but. I would say my own personal favorite tool um, is journaling. Mm -hmm. I don't always do it. I'm not someone who will claim that I do it every single day, even though that is my goal. So I exercise self-compassion when I can't do it. But <laughs> I find journaling is a great way to really release anything that is sitting in your body. I look at it as a release tool. So I think it's really important that we get things out of our bodies and into whatever form of expression we need to do um, that with whatever your favorite form of expression is. So for me personally, journaling is one of those expressions. Um, and there's a lot of research behind why journaling works. So journaling mm -hmm. when you're happy as well as when you want to vent is just as important. Um, there's always the, you know, I, I hesitate to talk about gratitude practice because it is very important. Robert Emmons is one of the top researchers who does talk about gratitude as a science. Mm -hmm. But with the caveat that you don't always have to be grateful. I think it's really important we don't go down the road of toxic positivity so that if you're having a rough time or if you're grieving or if this, things are pretty crappy to allow yourself to be in that zone and you don't always have to just quickly like a robot transition into gratitude. I think that's important thing mm -hmm. to, to talk about. Um, but I think that's such an important thing to talk about, um, Dimple. I just want to, you know, yeah. just emphasize that a second because, you know, there are a lot of kitschy kind of concepts and words out there in pop culture and people kind of, you know, grab hold of them and they, you know, they put them into the wrong context. I mean, being in gratitude when you're in a, if you've learned from the positive or negative is a good thing, but being in gratitude in a dark place mm -hmm. is not the, is not where you want to sit because you'll, you, you, you will stay in the hole that you've dug for yourself. 
I, I feel that that's kind of what you're saying. Can yes. you can you can you share a little bit more it's on that? Because I feel yeah. that's an important point. It is very important, and I think it relates also. If we circle back to when I said that pain is information, mm -hmm. I think when we try too much to be like stay positive or be positive, we're really not listening to ourselves. We're right. really undermining those difficulties that we're having that we really need to work through them with support. I'm a big believer of therapy, mm -hmm. uh, huge advocate for it. Yep. I don't think you actually have to be um, unwell, quote unquote, to do therapy. I consider it as a personal development investment. Yeah. And it's really great to have unbiased, objective, professional support as you're working through things and exploring things in your life to gain perspective. So I think it ties to that point about pain as information. And yes, it is important to express gratitude, to engage in that practice, but not to forget that all feelings are valid yes. and all feelings have place in your life and they come at different times, different seasons. So those things are important. So I wanted to say that because I used to talk a lot about gratitude practice and it is important. It is still important, but with that caveat, um, I also think that there is things that people can do that they may not necessarily think of as wellness tools, but dancing, cooking, things that allow you to really experiment. It gives you a safe space to really bring out what's inside. And, yes. you know, people typically don't think of that, but I spent this whole pandemic in my kitchen uh, doing all kinds of things. And it's been an amazing journey. And it's been very fulfilling. I think the key is that we're looking for fulfillment as part of our wellness journey too, just not joy and happiness. Right. And, oh, my gosh. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Say that again. Say that again. So I think that we're all looking for fulfillment just as much as we're looking for joy and happiness. And yes. they're different. Mm hmm. Absolutely. So many, you know, there are so many tools available to us, right, Dimple? It's like we just have to have the courage to just step into that unknown. Um, if anybody, um, you're, you are also a life coach, right? I, I kind of, you know, we're getting ready to close off. I want people, you know, who are, you know, having a lot of aha moments here. Um, that want to kind of maybe explore some of this stuff that, you know, we're talking about and that, you know, you're bringing to the conversation. Um, can we can we see how people could potentially work with you? Do you work with people on that capacity one on one or in other formats from a life coach perspective? Because you're a wellness coach as well. Mm -hmm. Right. Can, can you share that a little bit with mm -hmm. everyone? Yeah. Yes. And yeah, you know, that's something that I um, had to think about quite um, thoroughly and come up with some clarity because I'm a coach that has a medical sort of background. So that's the beauty of the live coaching with me is that you also have the the expertise of illness, someone he, who, who can sort of foresee, who can see the red flags, who can direct you, who knows the system, mm -hmm. but values wellness and values preventative medicine. So I think that's sort of my uniqueness. And I actually don't do a lot of individual work. I reserve them for clients that highly value intentional living, highly value personal development, are going to make the space and time and be consistent and are not afraid of doing hard work. Mm -hmm. And that's sort of who I reserve my one-on-one -on -one work with. And then I love the power of groups. Yes, That is my favorite way of 
being with individuals and helping them through their growth process is through a facilitation of small groups. And it's all small mm. groups. And I do that through my call in your word workshops. That's a one time thing. But as I was mentioning earlier, I have created a community called Live Your Word Community. Yeah. And it's a small community right now. And we meet monthly and they all have a word of the year. And I lead them through two hour calls as well as we have a separate platform on Mighty Networks, which I really like for community building. So community building um, is my thing. Mm -hmm. I, I love how people can come together and offer each other a lot of richness. So that is, again, tying back to my philosophy of you are the master of yourself mm -hmm. and you have a lot to offer to people as well as really facilitating vulnerability and deep conversations in groups is really what I've um, really aimed to master because mm -hmm. I think those safe spaces are needed for us to show up as our best selves. Absolutely. So if anybody wants to join the community, where are we sending them? Everything's on my website, thankfully. Oh, I love that. Guys, if you're just joining us, if there's anything at all, um, that you need to take away from this conversation is to just go check out dimplemukherjee.com, all of her products, services, and things that she offers that people can tap into um, is available there. Um, there's also a free resource that you can download as well that Dimple was mentioning. Um, and if people want to hang out with you, on social media, or you know, if you have a newsletter, anything like that, can you share that with us as well, Dimple? Yes, for sure. So the best place to really get consistent information through me is through monthly newsletters. So I only hand, I only submit, I only send out newsletters once a month. I know people are busy, I value their time. Yeah. But my social media of choice is Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> that is where I show up when I want to show up on social media um, is the best place to engage with me directly if you want. Um, but yeah, I'm always happy to connect. And so those are the two main places will be my website where you can actually sign up for my newsletters, as well as follow me on Instagram. And the free download that I mentioned to you, the nine tools, it is also on my website and also on my Instagram. So that's a fairly new tool. And uh, it's free. I love that. So um, for us to finish up our conversation, and you know, I'm bringing you back because there are so many things that we touched upon that kind of need a deeper dive. Um, I want to ask you this, Dimple, is there anything you feel that perhaps I missed out on that you you want to kind of close the gap on in this conversation? And for anyone just joining us, we're talking about how to create wellness through using the right tools to change your narrative. Dimple. First of all, I don't think you missed out on anything. I am so grateful for your presence and your curiosity and just the, the excitement around wellness. I can totally feel that through the screens and I'm so appreciative of that. So you've missed nothing. I will just circle back and just remind the listeners that you have it in you to really create a life of wellness. And while there are people around you that can support you, like your doctors, your therapists, your naturopaths, you're ultimately your own master of your body and your mind. And I would love for you to self-advocate for yourself and work with these experts 
to really cultivate wellness. And I think that's where we need to consider ourselves as equals in this gamut of um, this team. And you're on the top, you're leading it. So that's, that's what I would like the listeners to know. I love that. Guys, go check out dimplemukherjee.com. Go hang out with her on her Instagram. Join her, her monthly newsletter. Um, because, you know, if nothing else, just, you know, the positivity that Dimple radiates, that alone is something that is going to help, um, you know, you be able to just kind of find a place to be positive in your own life. Because that's the other thing that I feel that we're coming out of right now is reminding ourselves how to be positive and reminding ourselves um, that, you know, it is action oriented and we are responsible for, you know, our happiness. Thank you so much, my darling, darling Dimple. Thank I cannot you. wait till we have another conversation. Thank you, Raj. It was amazing to be here with you. Thank you. Likewise. Thank you so much for hanging out with Dimple and I today, folks. I really hope that you got some real value from our discussion and that you understand the importance of being intentional with your wellness journey and incorporating a customized approach to finding the best tools and resources for you. For more trainings like these, please subscribe to our YouTube channel at the Open Chess Confidence Academy. Go check out our podcast on any podcast platform. Search the Transform Your Confidence Show. I also encourage you to go check out my newsletter. It's at theopenchessconfidenceacademy.com forward slash newsletter. And come hang out with me on my social media at Raj Gurn. And please take care of yourselves, guys. Thank you so much for staying till the end. I really hope you enjoyed the show. Before you leave, I would love for your support by subscribing to my show and letting everyone you know know about it and have them come take a listen. I would sincerely appreciate you joining me at LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram and YouTube. Search Raj Gurn and the Open Chess Confidence Academy. Until next week, I hope you continue to cultivate your own ecosystem so that everyone in and around it is empowered by your mission to elevate them all. See you next week.